you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. The moral to be drawn from this dangerous nightmare situation is a simple one. Don't let it happen. Hello, world. It's Dio, hola, and Jean. So, what we're going to talk about today is pretty much like, I guess, kind of like, so pretty much existentialism. So, existentialism is that when there is a, well, let me look that definition up. I didn't have that ready, but pretty much when there is something ca- that can greatly affect people and that. So, you mean this on like large scale? I, I mean, existentialism. For the, humanity or for the, like individual well let me look that up real quick but pretty much it's like yeah in a way things that can negatively affect humanity on on there's a different scale on it that the oxford future humanity institute which by the way is a school of philosophy they try to analyze what is the long-term threats that that are that are an existential risk and threat to the population and the humans as a whole so a big one is like artificial intelligence the other one is you know, this is a huge like, like topic. Like you can go into many things. You can talk about meteors attack. You know, meteors that might um, hit Earth. You know, solar storms that can that can hit the grid. Geomagnetic storms. You know, the grid just hackers and like cyber attacks. Like there's a large, like the biggest one is obviously like what is the biggest threat to humanity? Some might consider it climate change. Some might consider it AI. The the develop of development of uh, molecular weapons, artificial you know intelligence, maybe even alien tech, but usually it's pretty it's pretty grounded. Even a bio bio weapon that that infects people and kills everybody because they don't have like the necessary um immunity, and it's uh, a a bio weapon that is so powerful as in it keeps evolving beyond the the p- capability of being able to defend against it. Funny enough, that came true. <laughs> what are we going through? I mean, it's it's not it's not say. it's not what it's not what. But you know what's funny? It's it. That's the interesting part about this. That I want to focus just on like the stuff that has to do with technology on watchdogs topics like technologies, like threats. Like a good example is that people don't like. I'm not into I'm not into the prepping and survival survivalism community. I wish I was, but I think I would need more you know resources and time which i don't have at this point but i'm really interested in it because a good example is what happened with the pandemic you know how people how civility kind of goes out the window when there's a big well at least in western countries i think in japan it's a lot more collectivist and homogenous which helps them in that sense to protect themselves against like you know uh, especially in, since in the island there's a lot of volcanic activity and earthquakes you know they've they have a history of being helping each other and there's, you know, nothing like that kind of happens. You know, people don't really turn against each other and not like a walking dead scenario when shit hits the fan. But in terms of like when it happens in the West, because we're a lot more hyper-individualistic and we're, we lost our sense of community, I feel, a lot more in some areas. I mean, a good example was Hurricane Katrina. Yeah, people were looting each other. People didn't have guns and they wanted to defend themselves. They couldn't. Some people were attacking each other. You know, things when you don't get support i guess existentialism in this lower sense like that's what i'm focused on like if there is like let's say a cyber attack on the grid or it's natural it's either a solar storm or it's a geo geo i don't know what the, what it was called but 
I think it was a geomagnetic um, storm as well. I think that happened in the 1800s, and that took out most of the power, the the telegrams at that not telegrams telegraphs at that point. At that point, imagine if that happens now with our infrastructure that it, we're totally dependent on the grid, on electricity, on modern technology to do everything. The stock market, you know, runs on art, uh, algorithm that is pretty much artificial intelligence, still powered by electricity, the, the grid, technology. If that all goes away, everything that we rely on, what happens? A good example is Brazil. Brazil had that point, you know. The grid went down. Again, it was a cyber attack. It was hackers. They were just being malicious. And, um, you know, food could not, you know, it's hot over there in Brazil. Food can't be refrigerated. So, you know, all that food goes to, you know, it gets spoiled. You don't have food. People depend on that. Like, that's the, that's the thing is that I am talking about that justify prepping, that justifies survivalism, that it ties in with this stuff with watchdogs because, because it's like, we love technology. I love technology. It does. It solves a lot of problems. But again, our over-dependence on it is something that frightens me. Like, what are, what are we going to do when we don't, when something does happen? Either it's natural, as in this, you know, magnetic storm or whatever, or a solar storm, or a, a cyber attack. I mean, that recently we got hit by a lot of cyber attacks. I don't know if it was Russia. Could have been Russia. Might have been China. At this point, it doesn't matter, but the keystone, uh, one of the pipelines got hit. And, you know, people were putting gas in, like, bags. So it's like, this episode is to talk about how, I mean, people, there's like a weird, like, not hatred, but like, it's like a provincial thing. Like a lot of east coastal elites, like they see preppers. I mean, they do it all the time, though. They prep in their way. But it's like, there's almost a stigma upon it. I guess what I'm saying is that, well, because, yeah, what you imagine when you think of a prepper. It's a doom, you know, a hillbilly who's got his little bunker and he's, he's a doomsday. He's waiting for the doomsday. Pretty like, much. Like the, like the, what is it, the, um, the, what is the, Dravid, what is the cult, the Dravidian cult? What? Oh, uh, that, uh, something, something latter day, something about the Dravidians. Like, anyway, like the doomsday preppers, the super, you know, paradoxical, um, Oh, we're waiting for the book of Revelation, the prophecy to be realized and that we have, you know, it's at the end times. And we, there's a bunch of cult, super evangelical, hyper-Christian, like cultish people, like in their bunker, like we're all going to die, you know? No, no, no. I'm not thinking. Of, I think that's, I won't say that like, I won't say it's a psyop, but it's like, it's. I don't imagine that, but like, yeah, but like, that's part of it. But I think it's just, it's, like, it's just people's like, it's like cartoons and shit, you know, people always like. It's the stereotypes. Sometimes they're based on reality, but sometimes they aren't. I think they're. I think it's a stereotype that limits us because it's like, P- I want people to. I'm starting to think more about this just because I am reading a bit more about you know, not anarcho primitivism, but it's like. Existentialism in general, like what happens if if something, a crisis happens, like how are we gonna deal with it? And I mean, there's. I mean, that's pretty, when we're focused on the grid, you're talking about one specific part of critical mm-hmm. infrastructure. Yes. My idea is that, like, prepping goes beyond that. And there should be a balance. There's, like, a, even on the technological side, there's ways to prep. On the just, like, more 
primitive like really that's what i'm saying like i think we need to relearn old technologies in case that you know kind of like the amish like they have they're not they have technologies it's more pre-industrial i'm not saying like you know gotta put on a loincloth and those like have a spear and stuff and like survive in the wilderness fighting bears with just fire no i'm saying is that you can still rely on technology but technology that is like doesn't rely too much on our on our infrastructure and grid yeah and kind of removed from the more centralized systems. Yeah, and again, uh, this is very possible because so, I mean, prepping is decentralized living, and decentralized <laughs> living, and yeah, a bit of survivalism too. I think yeah. that's the, the reason why I bring it up, and it's people are gonna find it strange. Like, don't you usually talk about technology and dystopianism? It's like, but yeah, that's one of the things about this. You know, ironically about dystop about dystopianism dystopian nature of things like we were relying so much on it that what how are people going to react when we don't have you know access to like society itself you know like what happens if something really bad happens like and it can happen maybe it's unlikely maybe it won't happen but even if you take away like the meteor hitting the earth and stuff there's still a lot of other ways that that crises that can arise a good example is just uh, civil dis you know we were living in a very polarized time. I'm not saying civil war will happen, but uh, I, it's just a hypothetical situation. But like um, something, a huge event happens in, 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 to the point where it's like there's a lot of civil unrest, you know. And the reason why I'm thinking about this topic is because, uh, you know, my sister sent me a text, you know, and it was like about how some person got killed by a homeless person. And she got stabbed. It was some girl from UCLA. She was in grad uh, school. She was like 24. And I was thinking, you know what? Safety is not guaranteed ever. It just like in Japan, there was a a few stabbings, and uh, I think recently some three people got killed in Japan. And the and then the even crazy like she was inside a, well, a goody neighborhood, good furniture store, right? Yeah, like an upscale furniture store. Some guy just walked in, stabbed her, and left. Yeah. And um, what happened in Japan, people were on a train. Some guy dressed up as a joker, started stabbing people to death. Yeah, there's that. It's he's Then he, uh, he killed like five people, I think, and he injured like 10 others, something like that. Then you had the crossbow incident in Norway. He killed a few. I don't know how many he killed, but it was like he killed quite a few still. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Another one is there was a hostage situation over there in um in uh what was it? I think it was like a synagogue. Oh, in Texas. In Texas, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess we're not, what I bring this up just because it's like we we're so you know a lot of us are becoming kind of pencil pushers, you know, to this pencil pushers in the sense that we're not not push, you know, like a pencil. What I mean by the pencil pusher is that we're like over-reliant on our cushy lifestyles we rely on technology and society and all these things but it's like that 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 is so fra it's so fragile and not, not only is it fragile but even when it's like when you you could be in the most safest scenario like you're in an ikea store in an upscale place in the in, in the world you can still get stabbed by a random person who just feels like killing somebody who just broke you know who has nothing to lose um i guess that's why i bring it up Again, I don't want to focus too much on the problems because uh, one of the things that the preppers like to, I mean, the new, there's a new wave of preppers. Not, I wouldn't even say preppers because some people, we talked about this with Mac on the last prepping episode. Prepping should not just be about stocking up. 
that is not enough. No, you need to have uh, You have to have skills. Skills, skills and survivalism, bushcraft. But even just, I think this even, real, uh, this also translates to even traveling. Like in ur- like if you're traveling in urban, urban survival too. Like what happened, you know, be smart. When if you're going to a certain town, tell people where you're going, you know. Try, you know, if you're, if you're getting kidnapped, scream and yell. Don't let them take you wherever they're going to take you because if they do, you're done, you know? Mm-hmm. Those kind of things as well. I always think about that too because, you know, I'm trying to think about, I'm thinking about traveling and it's like, man, we need, you know, you need to be prepared. Not paranoid, but realistic and, and skilled. You know, semper paratus is always ready. Not, I'm not saying to be paranoid. I'm just saying to be ready, you know? Always be ready. And just don't, don't overthink it, you know, be... That's the new wave of preppers, what they're talking about. They're trying to be realists. You know, just because a lot of people are delusional about this. They're n- delusional as in they're in doubt. They're in denial that this is going on, that things are getting a little bit hectic. It's not the 90s anymore. We're, we're at the top of economic prosperity, you know? There is inflation. There is civil unrest. There is a pandemic. You know, there are people, there are attacker, there are nation state ta- uh, hackers, people who are militarized hackers who work for these government agencies who want to take us down too. They yeah. take p- pipelines. What's what's next? What if they want to take down something even more important, right? Um, like people need to stop, you know, connecting this to like, oh, like the doomsday preppers and like, like the, 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 Doom, the doomsday cults, that's what they call them, right? No, no, no. It's like being, it's about being realistic, having skills, and, you know, just understanding the, the things. That's, a, that's the good thing about preppers, too. Even if none of those skills are, are going to be useful to you, the most useful skill that will come out of it is what, what we're, we're trying to talk about. Not, don't focus on ideology, but focus on ethics, on having a grounded set of principles and trying to understand things from an objective perspe- perspective, not branded by some kind of ideological spin or bent, you know? Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, let's, what are the facts of the situation, you know? Preppers do not rely on, like, hearsay from, like, these political ends of the spectrum. They're like, because it's, like, it's about survival. It's like, what is going on? So when it, like, for example, if there's a, an attack on something in, like, uh, critical infrastructure in the U.S., they're not going to be like, well, did Russia do it? Did China do it? Oh, are the, are the Dems, you know, pushing this narrative for this reason? No, they care about how severe is it? How can I prepare for this? How can I put myself in a scenario where I can I can do this? You know, uh, a, a good example is this is why we always bring up Chaz. You know, they want police to help them there. You're not always gonna be your safety, your security, your health. At the end of the day, as much as yeah, the government can't help you. It's all up to you. It really is all up to you. That was my little rant, though. And if you can actually handle what you think you can handle, can do you really have the skills, the means? Yeah, again, yeah, you have to be realistic about who you are. Like, are you an asthmatic? Do you have to have a lot of medicine? Do you, you know? Yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of factors to consider. Like how also just the shit hits... The, but, you know, what's interesting is the shit hits the fan scenarios that, that there's so many. There's, there's yeah. natural causes, too. Yeah, that are, it's, it's really... This is a big... I think about so much. It's, it's existen- like I have so many. It's existentialism, and and it also this is just the one part of the existentialism. This is something regional, and that's what they were talking about. The preppers I was listening to. I think he's like I'll, I'll send you the video. I think his name is Urban Prepper. But this is this is like um, people are always so bent on like and understanding symbolic issues, 
right? And what what you know what meat is on your table? What what's the bread the meat and potatoes on your you know? What I mean by meat and potatoes is like, what are the things that affect you like short term, right? That can get you food on the table, because there's there's like you're you're starting to get disconnected when you, like again, philosophy is a, somewhat of a luxury if you think about it. You have time to think about things sometimes that don't necessarily affect your short term survival. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we're at three thirty. Um, you know. Yeah, we'll do 10 more minutes. I'm, I'm almost done with my rant, my rant. But pretty much what I'm saying is like, they're very aware that there are a lot of symbolic issues that don't matter, right? What really matters is that what affects you in the lo- in the short term and then like, I guess in, the, in, re- in your regional area, right? And this is also what we talk about with Mac all the time, like tend to your own garden, like literally tend to your own garden, like have a garden, tend to it. Like also think about mm-hmm. stuff that affects you directly. Sometimes you don't, I mean, you can have the luxury of thinking about, you know, this is what we're doing. We have the luxury now of having technology and Wi-Fi and, and spreading our message and talking about things that are like philosophically orientated, like existentialism on a bigger scale, like, you know, AI and like, dystopianism and privacy but it's also it's like it does connect to this kind of stuff too like what if some what if there's a hurricane what if there's something you know going on here what if there's like civil unrest where there's no police and you have to defend yourself or a burglar like look at the burglar that went into that one that one uh rich person's uh mansion didn't they kill her she was like a 80 year old like la socialite or something she yeah she was older something in some celeb way back mm. in the day. Ironically, she probably is somebody who is against guns, and she gets stabbed by you know. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, she's probably somebody, and, and that's the thing though. These kind of people are they're so clouded by ideology, and it's like no, you need something to defend yourself, even if it's not. Yeah, a, no, it's it's yeah, you're falling victim, like when you're so, let's say you're so against guns, to the point where. You're in an area where there's virtually no guns. There's no guns, but uh, there's except th- the criminals, except the gang, yes, the cholos. But there's threats from criminals who could have guns, or just people who can just stab you with a knife or kill you with a crossbow. Like you're never, Anything, yeah, you're never safe. Gun. That's why I bring up the crossbow and the knives. It's like she literally just got stabbed by a person with a knife. Yeah, and it's like if you're so against something that could have saved you, it's like yeah, that was the. You're voting against your own interest at that point. Yeah. Don't be against your own interest. Whatever so, whatever somebody tells you, be be prepared, be armed, be stocked up. It doesn't matter whatever somebody... T- I will die on this hill. It doesn't matter. I will have something, someone to defend me because that's... The right to self-preservation is instinctual among all living things, even on a microbial level. Mm-hmm. That's... So if you want to sign... You want me to bend it into a scientific <laughs> way... <laughs> You want to get to that? Yeah, if it's somebody, <laughs> if someone, one of those atheists, atheists, well, I don't believe in you know, <laughs> you know, but the, what I'm saying is that, like, th- think you know, think about the things that can affect you, like regionally, directly. Tell you me know. about the self-preservation of bunny rabbits. Bunny rabbits. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> bunny rabbits. But anyway, it's like everything's a luxury, and then people take you know, and you know, shit, shit can happen all the time on a very small scale and a very large scale. Again, this is one of the parts. Like, eventually, there's also a point where, you know, I mean, existentialism is such a broad thing. 
again, a good example is people are talking about AI. That's a, but that I I feel that's a little bit more long term. That's why I don't want to talk about it now, and I don't think it's as important as this. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I think this is something that's all these issues that we're talking about, these reg- regional issues that affect you directly. You know, you know things like like hurricanes, earthquakes, I mean, yeah, so burglaries, even in like some big city, even a big city, there's things you can do. I mean. You make a uh, like a little. Just being aware is one step, though. Being aware, having like you should exercise certain rights <laughs> to defend yourself and have the tools necessary to defend yourself. Yeah, but exactly. Also, like in your car, you, you like put together a bag. Have a, like maybe yeah, just have a little cu- EDC couple, carry. Couple hundred dollars in cash. You have some like extra clothes just in case have you might. your skills and wits about you yeah but you, you yeah, and then you need some resources so like what if your car breaks down what if you get like stuck in and there was a thing in virginia there was some storm and they were stuck for days yeah in traffic it's like if you would have had a bag available you could stay warm um bug out bag yeah bug out bag you'd have maybe some protein bars a lot of those people had nothing to eat <laughs> they're just like stuck there it's like that's the pencil pusher paradox, and, man. And that was happening to thousands of people all at the same time, and there's nothing they could do. Yeah, about the, it. But again, man, that's that's another. I mean, I almost want to say that's that's like the next episode. It's the pencil pusher paradox. We have become so used to being, you know, part of the society and safe and comfortable and having no risk and no, not even wanting to be aware of it or being in denial of it of potential problems that can happen that that's at your own detriment mm-hmm. like the whole thing about prepping it's it's a mentality it's not even just about skills and and resources it's about understanding the world through a, a objective lens and just being biased like what is happening what's gonna happen you know how do i prevent it how do i solve the problem how do i what do i do you know yeah it's like that's the whole point of it like that that's what i'm trying to teach it's about ethics and ethics as in a way to there's, I mean, a lot of things where we we've recently we felt, and even today we're feeling now with like shortages and stuff. Like early on in COVID, it was hard, impossible to find like a case of water. I remember that, like going to stores, all of them were sold toilet out. paper, the toilet paper, san- hand sanitizer. Those were all, yeah, those and were those were impossible to find for like at least a couple and weeks. And pa- panic shoppers, man, yeah, panic shoppers. You got to deal with panic shoppers, and I think some stores have kind of done certain things to mitigate against that putting limits on certain items when and some people just happens. they they bring um Which is good they buy all, all the meat too oh the meat and right now uh there's a lot of areas that are experiencing empty shelves it's like you're relying on this system that's presumably it's working when it's working well it's like no issue but of course of course there are those times when it's like now wh- what do you do what can you do for yourself now at this point what if this continues what if you can't buy meat for weeks that's the <laughs> biggest thing we're promoting all we're promoting is just self-sufficiency ideological self-sufficiency maybe emotional philosophical um self self-reliance with like actual prepping that's literally what we're talking about again the cynics of the past didn't believe in that too much they believed in more of it like in terms of like their values and intrinsic like like a metaphysical self-sufficiency yeah. But I want to evolve that and say, hey, maybe we should think about self-sufficiency on a, on a larger scale for real. Yeah, I mean, you plan for your future. You plan for your retirement. You should also plan and prepare yes, for yeah, yeah. 
things not going as expected in any given situation of your life. Pretty much be realistic. Again, some, we experience so many luxuries. This is the luxury right now. Talking about philosophy. Not many people have that. Some people in, yeah, in I mean, underdeveloped countries don't would wish that they could have that. There's a lot of situations we could have found ourselves. Like one, we were driving out. We got stuck out in the snow on that one trip. Oh, we yeah. Like, what, what if that would have, what if we couldn't have gotten out? What if we were out in the middle of nowhere? We, we got, that, we we got go, lucky with what that. What if there was no service and we're in the middle of nowhere? And we got lucky because somebody ha- was there. Yeah, we got helped because we were, the neighbors we were, were there. Like near we were, a couple of houses, luckily. And, and they, they happened to be there, too. And they happened to be, yeah, be out and about. And nice <laughs> and nice enough to come out and help us. And otherwise, we, we could have been stuck there for who knows how long. We were struggling. <laughs> we were legit struggling. No, but we somehow did and it the, though. And then what were we gonna do? Like, I, I guess we, luckily, it was a trip, so we all did have bags packed and some, yeah, snacks for the road and uh, yeah, and water and, and water and things and like that. But, I mean, what if you're just traveling? You're just like, okay, I'm going here, and you get stuck. <laughs> It's it's funny because some there are some people who think it's unrealistic that we, that if there was a shit hits the fan scenario, like people would be very civil. But it's like, don't take a chance, though. Really, there are so the many scenarios. People would be civil. No, there's no. too many opportunists. No, too many opportunists. <laughs> Even when shit people is have not hitting the fan, mo- people still act out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Don't have when it's not when even the idea that oh shit's about to hit the fan, people lose it. So when it actually yes, hits yes, the fan, yes, and you even don't want to have to be panicking and like. Trying to get everything you need in that moment. Even the civility that does exist in some countries that have the privilege of having that probably won't last that long either. Maybe at the beginning, but it'll eventually start. Because, again, survival of the fittest is kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. As much as people want to believe in a world with no hierarchy and no people... There are people who will take advantage of that. Yes. But again... um. There's so many scenarios that we can talk about, but I can think we, we can say that for certain uh, future videos. Man, I would like to research more about certain technologies that could help people too that are, don't really rely on, you know. And the, the reality is, it doesn't. I mean, there's like the serious preppers who are prepping pretty much to be as comfortable as possible, <laughs> like to pretty much be oh, able to but continue. That's people who have con- money, yeah, continue life as is. But I mean. I mentioned before in in Alaska, there are some homeless people who are essentially preppers living out in the middle of nowhere. Those guys. Oh, that's so that's an interesting you story. Can do it with the basics. It's really not a lot that you need. It just depends how 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 willing are you to do that, and how how bad is it? You need you need food, shelter. Um, also, just your family too. How big is your family? You get a big tent. <laughs> I don't know. You know get, yeah, get multiple tents. Get uh some like have some kerosene stored and some like outdoor cooking. There's also a lot of scenarios too in which some uh, you know like some countries they don't allow firearms, they don't allow things that can help you. So even if you wanted to, you probably couldn't go to the wilderness. Yeah, yeah they have certain laws that that is at, at the detriment of people's ability to be self-reliant or have means of self-defense and self-preservation. Like yeah, certain countries, unfortunately, you probably like in China they're banning sticks, right? <laughs> Get a crossbow, get a bow and arrow, something, <laughs> something. You need something before they hunt. ban that. Before, before they ban it the cross, banned, get automatic cross crossbows. Wh- whatever you can get, get a spear if <laughs> you get 
that's your option. I don't know. Find you know something. what's crazy? The the <laughs> the legal weapons or the improvised weapons that the people take on trips. Like some people, they know they just take it like uh, they roll up newspaper and that shit can become a baton. Mm, that's yeah. crazy. If you do it tight enough, yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen. It's pretty crazy how you can do it. That stuff. Yeah, but don't. I guess what I'm saying is don't rely too much on anything but your own body and skills and wits and will. You know what I mean? Because even with te- with certain techs, technology, and weapons, it's like, dude, you might not even have that. You might not even have that. Well, maybe one day you're just walking down the street and somebody fucking kidnaps you. They put a bag on your head and you don't have those. You know, yeah. that's the whole point of people why they learn martial arts for self defense in the scenario. But even then, they will run away. They say that and you that, and that's, say, hey, that's, don't. Don't try to fight four fucking people. You're going to get your head caved in and you're going to yeah. have a concussion, become a vegetable. Run. So, so even, yeah, even like step before that, it's just fitness. <laughs> you need some level of fitness. Yeah, and that's a You l- need decent cardio. <laughs> it, that, it reminds you might, you Maybe this, you need to run. If you're unable to man. run, good luck. <laughs> you got to be able to like have this means to escape. Well, it <laughs> reminds me of a zombie land. Get yourself out of it. Remember position. zombie land? Uh, I think I've it's seen with, it. the, with the one nerdy, with nerdy, nerdy. Yeah, thing. yeah. I know who's in it. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. And it, one of the rules was cardio. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There <laughs> you go. Like, <laughs> the, fat, the fat zombies were like the ones who, who, it's like the fat people were the first to go. They couldn't run away from the zombies. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it's like, and it's funny because the zombie that was chasing was kind of chubby and it's like, he's just running around because he's like so fat and he's like walking slowly. <laughs> But yeah, certain biological factors matter absolutely. But I just want to end this with saying that I think it's so funny that the stigma, but the stigma does come from a certain uh, uh, ideological affiliation. And you know, it's funny they always bring up like zombies too, which is hilarious. I sent you that message, right? <laughs> yeah, that was so dumb. They were yeah. bringing up the zombies, and this is just, if you're if you're not self aware enough, we're just bringing up zombies because it's a joke. But, but, you know, those things are fun to watch, man. Like, Walking Dead, like, how it would be. Because it's scary because it's, like, there is an element of realism. Because if you do see, like, like you said yourself, not even a, a real shit, shit said, hits the fan situation. That is a tongue twister. But it's, like, just, like, the possibility of it even happening, it already makes people wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you can see people being wild already. Look at Russia. People like all those dash cam videos where people just fighting each other because of road rage. Like, there's so many like scenarios that are this like out there, and yeah. it does make you feel paranoid. But it's just like, hey, because again, we always talk about how some of these people who always think like, oh, if I was in that scenario, if I was that cop, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shoot that guy. It's like you don't know what what you how you're gonna react in a high stress scenario. And again, like there are people who are put in those high stress scenarios and the simulations to see how they would react. They always fail. Either either they end up doing nothing, or they end up doing too much and they overreact. Mm-hmm. Like you don't like don't be so cocky in knowing how you're gonna act. Again, like those people were like, yeah, you know, uh, I'll do this and that. No, you won't. You won't handle it. You think you're gonna be able to handle it? Like that one guy. What oh, would happen if that happened in your community? He's like, do it. Yeah, I'd handle it. That's what he was. Doing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know. <laughs> so what are you mad about? Exactly, and also it's like how, how you you don't you probably wouldn't handle it either though, because it's like there's so many scenarios in which things can happen. You know, your safety is not guaranteed. The only thing that's guaranteed is like I guess the nothing's guaranteed. The only thing that gu- that is guaranteed is that things change. Uh, life, death, and uh, taxes. 
Life, death, and taxes. <laughs> is that parabellum? Parabellum. And um, what does parabellum mean? It means um, if you want peace, prepare for war. And I guess what I'm talking about with this war, it's not really a war, but it's a battle, a battle for your own mind. You know, prepare for that. Prefer, prepare for it. There would be some enemies, but also you being an enemy to yourself and like you giving in to your emotions. Yeah, we're, and we've got some some treats coming for you. All right. Yep. Topics wise, parabellum. <laughs>